is it not? A boy? Esther, my dear, you must rest now, my mother says. Your work is done. Esther's face turns white beneath the blooming veins in her cheek. She huddles against the wall. No, she whispers, kicking away the stained coverlet and drawing her knees up to her chest. No, no. My mother uses the purring tone she saves for those in her care. I'm so sorry, my love, but you must rest. You are very weak. This will calm you and take away a little of the pain. Come, drink. Esther cowers on the bed, hunched in a ball, rocking back and forth, eyes wide and wild. As my mother leans towards her, she hisses like a cornered cat. Keep away from me! Spittle, touched with flecks of crimson, flies from her lips. Bring me my baby! My dear Esther, your child is with God now. Before either of us can comfort her, Esther is on her feet and across the room, dragging the filthy linen behind her. She stumbles as her wet shift clings to her legs. She goes to the trestle, where my mother has laid the child, and pulls back the cloth to see the thing lying there. My mother moves quickly, reaching for Esther's waist to stop her fainting, but Esther is mad with grief. She picks up the child and cradles it, making an unearthly moaning in her throat. Then she spins around to face us. Do not touch me, witch! I see what you have done! Esther, I say, but she backs towards the door, snarling, showing teeth. She staggers out of the cottage and into the street, taking her baby with her. We follow, pleading with her to return to the house, to give the baby up, but it is as if she cannot hear us, or does not care to. She lurches, barefoot and bleeding, down High Row towards the cathedral, a wild woman leaving a trail of scarlet. Those few about the streets as dust comes down stop and stare. She heads for the marketplace and the dolphin, where I know Isaac Tuttle waits for news of his firstborn. There is shouting and commotion as the men outside the tavern see us coming. I catch at Esther's arm. Please, Esther, come home with us. You are sick. Let me go, Ruth! Her eyes are fierce, her mouth twists. She bears no resemblance to the mousy, mild-mannered girl we attended at daybreak. People spill from the alehouse, Isaac Tuttle at the fore. He is drunk, swaying, eyes unfocused. He is a big man, hardy from labouring in the fens. It takes a lot of ale to make him that way. But it is May Day, and though we have not had maypoles and dancing for all the long years of war, old habits die hard in these parts. The men have been sinking their drink since noon. Isaac's cronies gather bring in their tankards, eager for some new distraction. Wife! Isaac gawps at the blooded woman before him. Esther trembles. Her gaze darts madly. Her hair is loose and tangled. She holds the baby out in her arms. 
Here is your son, she cries. Here is the evil thing that she brought forth for me. As she flings out an arm to point at my mother, she loses her grasp on the child. Slippery as it is with gore, it slides across the ground like an eel and lands in the dust at Isaac's feet. There is a pause, an intake of breath, a moment of dawning understanding. Then, horror, catching hold like flames in a haystack. I watch the puddle of crimson blood on the ground between Esther's feet. She did this, Esther says, just as she killed Goody Woodron and her boys, just as she cursed the tailors. The Woodrens died of a fever, I say, but no one is listening. Help me, Isaac. I swear she lies with the devil. She uses me as his vessel.